0: Welcome to the Women's Playbook. This week, the show is in honor of Independence Day. And I'm your host, Joanna L. Croats. Every week, I spotlight women entrepreneurs and timely advice to help women owners succeed in today's really volatile and disruptive markets. I also look into trends and opportunities for everyone who is in business because of the rising income and consumer power and revenue generation of women around the world. Pays to pay attention to women. Today, I'm truly delighted to focus on the opportunities for military women as they transition into civilian life. With America's Big Bash coming up tomorrow on July 4th, this is the opportune time to feature women vets and a really terrific public-private program that offers training and entrepreneurship to military women and military wives and or partners from every branch of the military and from any era of service. So I've heard some women veterans say that their military service wasn't nearly as hard as the challenge of starting a business. So we can take a look at that and ask our guests to compare the hurdles. Currently, according to the program you're about to hear about, there are 2 million women veterans in the country. Women also now represent 15% of all active duty military, 20% of the reserves, and 20% of new recruits. So there are lots of women out there. And they tend to be overlooked when in any resources or programs are earmarked for veterans because, as you've probably seen, most of the attention, most of the benefits, most of the resources go to men. And yet, women suffer all the same issues that men must ring out, to, including isolation, unemployment, the pressures that come from entering, reentering work and family, careers, Homelessness, which we've seen rise exponentially among veterans, although it's come down a little bit in the last year or so as the attention gets uh, paid to it. Adjusting to civilian life, psychological and physical disabilities, the whole nine yards. Plus, of course, women vets also transition with the extra burden. It's a bonus. Faced by all working women in the U.S. And that is lower pay for the same work. Gender discrimination here and there. Lesser opportunities. Fewer promotions. Welcome to Women in the Workplace. In response to Women Veteran Needs, back in 2010, President Obama requested the national security staff to develop a coordinated federal initiative for military families. And the ultimate result was a partnership in 2011 between the Small Business Administration, the federal SBA, and Syracuse University's Whitman School of Management. That ultimately led to the launch of the program we're going to focus on today, Veteran Women Igniting the Spirit of Entrepreneurship, or to avoid the mouthful, VWISE, which has been growing and also really, uh, thankfully, gaining some private sector sponsors in addition to the SBA support. I'll let my guests tell you more about VWISE and the way it works. My guests today are Michelle Brooks-Rolling, that's Michelle Brooks-Rolling from VWISE, and Newell she says some people say cherubim, but cherubim is, is actually accurate, who's an Army veteran and a V-WISE graduate as well. So Michelle Brooks-Rolling directs the many annual conferences and special events for VYs, and also for its parent group, the Institute for Veterans and Military Families. She is certified as a special events professional, which takes a whole lot of hoops to jump through. And actually, when she was a senior special events coordinator at New York City Hall, During the Giuliani administration, she discovered a passion for financial literacy, as well as her uh, expertise in event management. So that led her to get another certification, a bunch of certifications, as an educator in personal finances. And she's now written a book about personal finances called How to Save Money and Organize Your Finances, which you can find at Amazon or on her own publishing website, Rolling Enterprises, R-O-L-L-I-N-G, Enterprises, with an S, Noel Karabim was motivated by the attacks on 9/11 to enlist in the U.S. Army, which she did in March 2004. She went through basic and advanced individual training at Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri and became this mouthful: a nuclear, biological, chemical operations specialist. Can't even get my mind around that. Then in 2005, she was selected for special recruiter training at Fort Jackson in South Carolina. And Noelle earned several recruiting awards while she was recruiting, especially for recruiting Arabic speakers, which, as you can imagine, were in great demand. After her army service in 2010, Noelle participated in the VWISE program, and she's now funded an organization called Les Artistes de Cherubim, or in the French, Cherubim L A D C, and that's at artistes, the French for artists, A R T I S T E S, Cherubim, C H E R U B I M dot org. Or you find her at Twitter and thousands and thousands of likes on Facebook, at Cherubim Art. And the organization uses the arts to improve international and cross-cultural communications. There are details about VWISE on its website. It's uh, a little buried in the uh, portal, but you can find it at Syracuse University. So visit syracuse.edu and take a search. And, of course, it's on Twitter, at VWISE Conference, at VWISE Conference. So, Mache, how are you? Very well, Joanna. Thank you for having me this afternoon. It's my pleasure. Thanks for calling in. Um, I know the storm went through last night. Did uh, Power Last up, up there?
1: Uh, it wasn't too bad here in upstate New York. I know DirecTV was out for a few seconds, but other than that, it's beautiful and sunny today.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about v- the Wise program, how it came to be and what its purpose and process is?
1: Most certainly. Well, V-WISE, um, once again, standing for Veteran Women Igniting the Spirit of Entrepreneurship, is operated by the Institute for Veterans and Military Families at Syracuse University in cooperation with the U.S. Small Business Administration. And V-WISE um, is a premier training program In entrepreneurship and small business management, VWISE helps women, uh, veterans, and female uh, military spouses and their partners to find their passion and learn the business savvy skills necessary to turn an idea or a startup business into a growing, sustainable venture.
0: So there is three phases, as I understand it, to the program. Can you just run them down briefly? How does that, you know, how does it work? How long does it take? What are the costs?
1: Absolutely. Uh, There are three phases. Phase one is a 15-day online learning experience designed to teach participants the language of business, so to speak, and to instruct our students on how to understand opportunity recognition as it relates to growing a sustainable venture and um, to also present actionable strategies related to a new um, venture creation. Um, phase two, which I'll actually circle back around to because it's the most expensive, expensive is um, the three-day uh, conference training. Um, phase three is the ongoing support um, after our participants have attended a BYS conference in order to help them build a sustainable venture. So right. now back to phase two, the conference itself. Um, the 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 website to apply, by the way, is vets. syr. edu forward slash vwise. I'll say that again: vets. syr. edu forward slash vwise. And um, the idea is to bring together approximately two hundred women vets at destination um, at a destination city, and these veteran women from around the country, and it includes um, approximately 20 um, hours and modules of training designed to help them to grow their business. So we essentially focus on the legal, financial, marketing, business planning, um, procurement opportunities, business law risk management, work-life balance, and, and many other topics, and um, the instructors who teach our women vets are um, top-notch um, entrepreneur um, instructors, they're ultra successful, and some of them are even veterans themselves, so they understand the culture of veterans.
0: Well, that's terrific. Let, let me just bring Noelle in for the 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 other side of the table. So, since she's gone through uh, the program, you were there in twenty twelve. Is that right? Twenty thirteen. Oh, I missed a year. <laughs> 20, 2013. Yes. So, really, much more recently than I had uh, remembered. And and how how was it for you? What 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 did it do for you? Had it what made you apply? Really.
2: Well, I applied after seeing an interview uh, regarding Syracuse University and the VYS program um, and see it on 60 Minutes. And um, I went online and I saw this opportunity for specifically for geared towards women and just to benefit uh, and to expand our opportunities. Uh, As a veteran, when you get I got out of the military in 2012, that's the (laughs) mix-up. And I was looking for an opportunity. I found this organization. I had ideas of how to move forward, and I thought this was a wonderful opportunity. I applied. It was beyond my imagination in terms of the preparation. Uh, the group support, uh, not only were there wonderful uh, other women there, uh, women veterans there, but there were uh, phenomenal, um, world-renowned um, entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, who were there who divide, uh, provided their time to us uh, to teach us about how to move forward and how to expand in, uh, in entrepreneurial um, venues. Uh, and it was it was phenomenal.
0: So tell us a little about your organization and some of the challenges you were looking at during the year between mustering out and applying for the program because you must have tried a few different things before this became the path you took.
2: Absolutely. So
0: I got out of the military
2: uh, in 2012, as I said, and I really was looking for something to do. And what I focused on was my passion, which is really, I truly believe, art unites people. So my challenges were a number of things. Number one, figuring out where to go, where to start um, funding. Uh, so well, that <laughs> yes, funding, uh, which is I'm still trying to figure out how to find <laughs> wrap that around my um or my organization, but. The number of challenges that I faced were, um, as I said, a support system, which I didn't have. So initially, I did everything on my own. I incorporated the organization on my own. I filed. Uh, I started everything independently. And it sounds great, but it was quite difficult uh, and really doing a hit or miss. And very lonely, really. I mean, absolutely. Just, yeah, uh, Extremely lonely uh, because you really have no clue um, how to do it, how to go about it. Now, I did learn about different um, venues for veterans, but I have to say that when I participated in Vy's, what they offered was a lot more substantiated. So, when you're in the military, you go to basic training and you go through your um, individual training, where whatever you're you're assigned to. Whatever that you've been assigned to, they actually provide you this really intense course. And that's what VWISE does. In those three days, they provide you this really and really condensed uh, information where you can actually take it back and use it and apply it in your everyday uh, environment geared towards your uh, respective um, uh, career not career whatever the business is exactly whatever yeah. the business is sure. and it, it actually did that the trainers were phenomenal there, there were professors there there were individuals who've been successful and who can actually provide you the hit and misses and how to move forward now the most phenomenal thing about VYs for me was this when you left you were not forgotten you are not forgotten uh they reach out to you uh lots of emails and then you actually find this new support system of women who were there uh, perhaps a year before or the previous session, who actually reach out to you. There's a great LinkedIn site where we communicate. Uh, we've created this pr- private email group and also a Facebook page where we keep in touch. We ask questions. You don't find that uh, in the other avenues for veteran
0: women or for veterans in general, I would say. So it's a wonderful peer group for graduates as well. It's not just limited to the time. Absolutely. We're going to take a break and Mache, uh Brooks-Rolling and... Noel, oh, it's the other way around. Sorry, and sorry, Michelle, and Noel Karabim We'll be right back. I'll get it right next time.
3: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
4: Bonjour, this is Dominique de Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French, New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds, or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French, New York City, every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m.
5: That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people.
3: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
0: back with the women's playbook with a special holiday july 4th program on women veterans and a program called v wise that helps them transition from being in the military to being their own boss it turns out that uh 45 according to a survey done by the sba about 45 percent uh veterans are more likely to be self-employed than people who are civilian which which speaks, I think, to the fact that they're used to being on their own, that they come back and they don't necessarily want to report to civilians. But I'm just guessing. That's speculation. So um, entrepreneurship really resonates with veterans, both male and female. So, Michelle, can you tell us a little bit about what you've seen in terms of the challenges for the women who go through the program when they get out of the military? I know the average age of the woman... Who is going through your program is 45, so they're not particularly kids, but that's an average. Ha, 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 what are the challenges like? What What are the women going through when they arrive at the program?
1: Most certainly, excellent question. Well, there are 22 and a half million veterans in the U.S. and more than two and a half million Americans have served our country in uniform since 2001 and the dilemma that veterans typically face is that once they um, return stateside from active military duty, they may very well find it challenging to to uh, get a job and um, even though they may want to pursue traditional avenues of employment but um, for whatever reason there are you know obstacles there and the irony is that this uh, population is highly skilled Um, the the discipline, the training, the skill set that they have acquired while in the military would make them um, desirable for any employer. So, therefore, um, historically, entrepreneurship has been an avenue for veterans to make a meaningful way for themselves and their families and ultimately to reengage the economic engine of our nation and just another you know, st- statistic for you, according to the latest U.S. Census data, there are approximately 3.6 million veteran-owned businesses in our nation, and as such, more than 13% of America's 27 million small businesses are veteran-owned and operated. Now, for female veterans in particular, um, history suggests that traditional employment may p- represent a challenge. Due to, um, as you've already mentioned, Joanna, uh, isolation from the mainstream business community as a consequence of their service, balancing family and personal life with a with a career, and um, work life balance. By the way, is one of the topics covered during VYs. And finally, um, the gender discrimination and um, lack of pay equity. Um, are additional challenges that female veterans may very well face.
0: Right. And overall, do you see any themes or, or um, general problems or challenges the women have in the program? Are there, is, it, is it finances? Is it um, just being a civilian? Are there any kind of um, thematic challenges that you've seen happen, or is it individual to each woman?
1: um actually the um the program provides a terrific support service for our female vets in terms of you know costs and logistics um, there is a one-time nominal uh, fee uh, registration fee of seventy five dollars and and sometimes we actually refer to that as skin in the game um just to you know ensure. The participation. Um, the, the even though the participants are responsible for their transportation to and from the conference site, we cover um, the cost of the program, the meals, the the lodging, and it's again, it's all funded by the SBA and IBMS private sector partners. And you know, um, right off the bat, we select a a high end venue and that will help um, um, elicit white glove service for our women vets because we believe that they gave their best to our country for our freedom, which is the purpose of this upcoming holiday weekend, and therefore they deserve no less than the best in terms of um, hospitality services. So once they have gotten on site and you know, we greet them and make them feel comfortable and get them nestled in. Um, that's when we present the uh, training that um, Noel has so eloquently um, described and um, and pretty much provides uh, top-notch training to them through the through the duration of the weekend.
0: Yeah, I can see. I was at the uh, Times Square conference uh this month um just briefly, so I can I it's a testimonial to your event planning expertise that that the that the event and the venue is terrific. I'm just wondering from Noel what um what kind of hurdles you faced when you got out of the service. So there was that year between Right. Starting your business, well, going through the program, starting your business, and then coming out of service. And you were in the New York area at that time, yes. right? What was that like?
2: It was it was challenging for a number of reasons. It was challenging for a number of reasons. One, I think when you're in the military, everything is planned for you, you know, regardless of how independent you think you are. But you are assigned a certain task, and you are expected to meet those tasks, and then that's it. And you go home, and, and, and then you're done. Now, when you leave the military, or when, your time, uh, when you've served your time and you've moved on... You are deciding everything that you do. You, you make the choice whether <laughs> you get up and you go to work. You have to look for work. Uh, you have to be able, at least for me, I had to find ways to translate my military experience uh, to civilian. Now, I had the experience of working prior to joining the military. Um, but still, the years that I, I spent eight years in the Army and how was I to translate it where civ- civilians would find my work or my background appealing. And that was a challenge. The other challenge, this was more on, in addition to the entrepreneurial side, but I still had to work um, to maintain my standard of living. Uh, And that was a major challenge. Now, going into the workforce.
0: Why was that? You couldn't find work, or you couldn't find work that was amenable to you, or what was the. So, I will
2: answer it in. Uh, two category. Personally, for me, uh, I could find work, but translating it where it was what I wanted was hard. The second part, I think overall you will find it's a major complaint for all veterans that a lot of veterans have difficulties translating their work uh, that they've accomplished uh, where it's comprehensive. It's um. Relatable to a civilian uh, organization, civilian company. Yeah, I could see that because if you're driving around in a tank, it's right? Like, how does that translate? The other thing is a lot of uh, a lot of soldiers or veterans, they're not aware or they, there's no full comprehension of how to translate it. They may not think it's important where i led, you know, 100 people or a thousand or a platoon, to so them it may not be significant because it was part of their job and it was just who they were. And it's really important when you're trans- um, when you're transferring into civilian life. So that's what, that was one difficulty. I was very fortunate because I reached out to um, to a lot of people, and I think that's another challenge that most veterans face, where they don't know where to go, and they're not necessarily proactive because, in a sense, that's, um, if you were there for even four years, it's been taken away. Initially, you have been assigned. Everything is somewhat done for you when you're in the military, except for your task. You have to complete that, but a lot of the other things, a lot of the requirements are already met. So when you're in the civilian world, you have to find a way to... Um, regain your sense of identity and regain your sense of independence to become productive.
0: Were you um, floundering at all? Was it really...
2: Um, I was very, very fortunate um, in that I looked for things uh, I asked questions, but yeah, there, I think there was a time I would say when I just got out of the military, I had that, I would say probably a month or two where I was like, okay, great. So how do I move forward? Um, and I had friends around me. I think it's great to have a support system, but you have to remember the, a lot of the veterans, they do not have a support system. Their support system is the military or all of their friends who are in the military or were in the military.
0: You, were, you enlisted for four years. Eight years. Eight years. Mm-hmm. So, so the, uh, uh, right up front, you decided you're doing this for eight years. Well, initially, I enlisted as a reservist.
2: Um, and then while I was there, I was selected for what is called the AGR program, which is the Active Guard Reserves Program. So you basically, you represent the reserves, but a full-time status. Uh, and that was so for eight years, oh, active duty, I was activated for seven and a half years.
0: So, I want to hear just a little bit about what your organization does, and then we'll, um, we'll go back to Michelle and, and ask how what you were launching aligns with how they help women start businesses, because all of them are very different. So, right. tell us a little about your organization. Sure. So, my
2: organization is a nonprofit, it's a nonprofit
0: organization,
2: and uh, initially I decided to focus on nonprofit because uh, I, A, I was still learning, and B, I wanted and I want to give back. I wanted to do something that uh, would make a difference uh, in that would make a difference in the world and not just here. I, I truly believe that we are all intertwined, that if we have the ability to connect, if we find a line of communication to connect that will lead a happier and healthier life. Right. So the purpose of my organization is to find that uh, that entryway to find that one missing factor. In my life, uh, I have friends from all over the world, and the common denominator has always been the arts, albeit um, uh, albeit a painting, a musical. It has always been something that is artistic. So I decided that I would focus on um, the arts. I sat down. I wrote my, (laughs) I was going to say my behavior plan, but no, I (laughs) wrote my uh, business plan uh, with a lot of uh, questions, and I'm still kind of uh, fine-tuning it. And to do that. So since we've actually uh, incorporated, we incorporated in January of 2013, uh, what we do, we find different artists locally and internationally. Right now, we have about 32,000 followers on Facebook. And I would say about 100 plus artists have reached out to me from all over the
0: globe. So what, are the, what do the artists do exactly? How do you um, move right. their work into the mm-hmm. community and, and um What do they provide that you offer them?
2: Sure. So one of our stipulations for the organization is this. I will not work with an artist um, regardless of their stature um, in the community. Uh, if they are not willing to give back. Every artist I work with, they have to be willing to give back to either uh, a person or a group of a different background than they are. Albeit not ethnic, race, religion, it has to be different. If they are not willing to do that, I will not work with them. So that's one stipulation. What we do for them, uh, if the artist is overseas, I've been really lucky. Some of the artists, they've actually shipped their own work to us. I do have a curator that I actually work with. So it's not just me. I've been really lucky that I have a great support system Volunteered their time, so we We present their artwork uh, to different shows, uh, different different venues to see if, a, if they'll purchase it, uh, or B if they think that this is something we could
0: actually continue to promote. So it's almost like a virtual gallery for the for the community. Is that the Abs-
2: absolutely? Yeah. Um, and then if there if the work is sold, if we sell their art their art piece, then we actually give a percentage back to whatever group that they've determined um, that
0: they want to support in the community. Okay, we're going to take another break and then we're coming back with um, Shea Brooks-Rolling and Noelle Karabim at uh, the Women's Playbook. Hold the phone. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
3: Hi, I'm Austin Marola. And I'm Sloan Wainwright. We're the hosts of the new Thursday morning show, The Music Power Power Hour. At 11 a.m. We're going to have fun. And shine the light on all aspects of music. And its limitless healing possibilities. We're going to invite artists to share their songs and play live. We'll be listening and talking about great music from yesterday to today. So you're invited to share in our musical conversation. Your ears will be delighted with the sound of music. And our voices. Join Austin and Sloan live Thursdays at 11am on talkingalternative.com I'm the aptly named host
5: of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Big Nonprofit Ideas for the Other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays 1 to 2
0: Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Joanna Croats at The Women's Playbook on TalkingAlternative.com. Join us every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. We're talking about the rising she economy and about women entrepreneurs and their growth, their triumphs, and the businesses they run, which is different than the way men run businesses. Every Thursday, 12 to 1 p.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. It will help you start, run, and grow your business.
3: Hey,
5: all you crazy listeners.
3: Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at
4: talkingalternative.com. Talking
0: You're back at the Women's Playbook, and this is a show dedicated and honoring women veterans and a program that's helping them transition into civilian life, so starting up to restart lives. So, Mache, um, do you um, have any advice in terms of the benefits and and the kinds of um, um, benefits the government offers that will help women through this program or through other entrepreneurship? I know there's a whole bunch of... Um, all certifications, and you can get anointed, as it were, by certain federal agencies that say this is a veteran business and it will help you to grow it up. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Certainly. One of the breakout sessions during VY is actually taught by government um, procurement contract specialists. And they explain to, they go through great depth to explain to our women, women veterans, the process to become um, federally certified, and how to go about uh, applying for um, federal contracts. Because the government is, in fact, one of um, America's largest um, um, purchaser of goods and services in our country.
0: So what are, what are those benefits like? I mean, I know I, I've been talking to a few women veterans who said it's a little difficult to get, um, to get that certification because you have to go through so many bureaucratic channels. Is that the case?
1: Well, uh, the, the great news is that we have uh, government procurement contract specialists who teach our women vets on-site um, how to um, go through the process and we also have um, what we call office hours, where during the conference, all of our women vets have an opportunity to sit down and converse one-on-one with all of the instructors, including the um, government procurement specialists, on um, the process to um, become cert- certified.
0: Well, why is it that women vets seem so under the radar? I mean, I I did not know about this program. I had to kind of sleuth it out. Um, not that I'm the big test of whether or not it's it's um, above the radar. It may be that women vets know about it, but Noel says she heard about it on 60 Minutes. So why is it that it seems so under the radar for women who are coming out of the military?
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question. The, the, um, one thing that, you know, IVMS um, really prides itself on is that we have a very high number of um, Facebook and Twitter hits, and I'll be happy to provide um, those sites again, but um, whenever our women vets attend the conference, we have Internet Cafe where they are invited to let their um, colleagues know about the program. And we've definitely seen that, you know, increase in the number of women coming through our programs. The um, conference that you and no- Noelle attended, uh, V-WISE New York City, was in fact the 10th um, V-WISE that we've had since we launched this in San Antonio in 2011, and uh, this coming fall we will actually have our first um, national Inaugural um, B-WISE Conference um, convening in San Antonio again. So it is definitely growing and growing, and um, we welcome you know eligible women veterans to apply. Um, as a matter of fact, earlier in the broadcast, I provided the online um, website, but now I'll even make it easier and provide the email. It's vwise at s-y-r dot e-d-u, vwise at s-y-r dot e-d-u.
0: Good. You took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you for that. Can you tell us a little bit about the kinds of businesses, women vets? And and it's really a small percentage that are spouses. I know it's only 3% that have been through the program that are military spouses. Most of them are women vets. Can you tell us a little bit about the kinds of businesses that are being started by women veterans? Do they show any pattern, or is it all over the lot? Um, how, how, it, how does that work? If, for instance, Noel is very focused on giving back. I'm wondering if that's a theme.
1: Most certainly. Well, from the get-go, the uh, applicants are divided into two groups. Uh, those who want to be part of the startup track, uh, meaning that they have an idea in Genesis, or perhaps they're even not sure yet what they want to do, but they're in those initial stages of um, thinking about starting a business. And the other group is the growth track, those who are emerging entrepreneurs and are a little bit more um, advanced in the process. And during day one of the conference, our executive director, Dr. Mike Haney, who is also um, the Vice Chancellor for Veterans and Military Affairs at Syracuse University, um, Dr. Haney teaches the uh, startup track, and he holds a doctoral degree in entrepreneurship and is also retired Air Force. And then um, during day two, we have a number of breakout sessions that address the, the business of what um, whatever uh, the the woman veterans passion is um, you know Joanna there's um, you know in the world of entrepreneurship I think the best um, analogy I like to use is is that of a baker you can go out and make the best bakes uh, best cookies and cakes and pies you can be the best at what you do but without the business acumen to to um, run, your bakery operation like a real business, um, that's where the sustainability um, is going to lag. So whatever women veterans' passion is, bring it to us. Bring it to the table. And our program provides um, top-notch, first-class entrepreneurial training on the legal, financial, marketing, business planning, business law, risk management, you name it, in order to help the um, women vets start their business. And here is even better news. Once they leave the Vy conference, that's where Phase 3 kicks in, the ongoing support to help these um, women veterans build a sustainable a sustainable venture after they have attended the conference.
0: Right, that's what Noelle was talking about. There's also, of course, a perception out there of who and what veterans are that doesn't necessarily jive with who and what they are. And I'm I'm thinking about um, some work that Noelle did where she was selected to be on uh, with a group of women, all women, were they vets?
2: No, it was women and
0: men. women and men veterans to be down um, on the on the on the floor of the Stock Exchange, and that experience really opened my eyes <laughs> to what happens when veterans walk into a, a high-powered civilian kind of environment. Tell us about that.
2: Sure, absolutely. Last summer I had the opportunity, uh, well, myself and 28 other um, veterans were selected to work with the New York Stock Exchange uh, in our respective field and respective um, Uh, career um, focus. And what was interesting about it was, so we got there and it was just, I must admit, it was just phenomenal. Uh, It was similar in terms of the really intense training they provide you, just really intense finance um, training for about hmm, three weeks. And then you were kind of dispersed into your um, different um, category. What the experience was, was this? Uh, my, I'm. I'm sorry. My apologies. So the one one thing that I think most of the individuals there were surprised of was how great we were. If I may say, if I may add, we were just we were excellent. I think one of the main problems uh, with being a veteran is uh, indifferent companies, different organizations, they have no idea what to expect. There's uh, this underlying assumption that, well, this person may not be skilled enough. Not be, they may not be, if I dare say, they may not be intelligent enough, right? They might be a little crazy. Yeah, they could be a little bit off. I mean, everything <laughs> you hear is PTSD, PTSD. Right. Uh, and, and yes, some soldiers, uh, some veterans have PTSD. But um, right now, the health uh, industry has done such a wonderful job in terms of um, Monitoring that and ensuring that we have uh, or those diagnosed with PTSD have a healthy a healthy life, but just going back to my time there, I know that they expected for us to do a wonderful job that's why we were selected um, but the scope uh, or the quality of work that came out of that program um, I did not meet one person who was just not astounded and just absolutely amazed with our our capability, uh, the outcome of the task that was actually uh, presented uh, to
0: us. What were you doing there exactly? I actually, I worked in, in
2: technology in Chicago and also in New York in the HR department, Personally, for me, I created uh, three uh, training programs that they're actually using right now in uh, the Philippines, in Chicago, and also in San Francisco. So all that recruiter training. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, military does provide, because my background prior to the military was healthcare. So It's very different. So the military does provide you with a lot of training, a lot of skills that um, we take for granted, and people are not aware of that we are that skilled, I would dare say, Um so to have the opportunity to show that it was just phenomenal it created something i think even more uh astounding that in, than anyone could possibly imagine because then you had other um for, um other 500 co- uh, corporation that actually joined in and wanted to and who are actually right now producing and hiring tons of veterans uh not only in new york but all around all, all over the united states which is phenomenal
0: and is that your um, experience generally that people tend to underestimate what your skills are? Because absolutely, they hear uh, you spent eight years in the army, and they right. figure you've just been crawling on the ground with a gun on your back, or whatever.
2: uh Yeah, no one wants to admit it, but that's the truth. Okay, <laughs> that is absolutely the truth. That you will find a group of people who really. Um, they don't realize our skills, right? Uh, the scope of what we can do. Uh, this is the one place that where you are there. Yes, certain things are done for you in terms of this is your plan of action. That's it. But you have to have the knowledge. You have to have been able to sit down through intense training, classroom training. People are not aware that we have classroom trainings, right? Uh, and you have to pass exams. <laughs> so if you don't pass exams, and guess what happens? Then you're not able to accomplish that. You have to go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm. You yeah. have
0: that. Nuclear, biological, chemical. Yes, upper. so
2: I dealt with actual, <laughs> I, I dealt with actual chemicals. I was one of the individuals uh, in 2004, 2005, who was stationed here in Lodi, New Jersey, uh, at the 307th Chemical uh, Company. So if there were any attacks uh, during that time, we were in Orange quite a bit. We would have been one of the groups to uh, secure the perimeters for this area.
0: Wow. We're going to take uh, the last break of the show and then come back to talk about women veterans restarting their lives via entrepreneurship at VYs at Syracuse University. Hang on to your hat.
3: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
4: If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y at MontyTaylor.com. Are you
5: suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you.
0: Talking Alternative Radio. Twenty four hours a day. This is the Women's Playbook. We're back um, honoring veterans, women veterans who are starting businesses in particular. In uh, his testimonial to the Big Bash coming up tomorrow on the birthday of the country, it does seem as if there's somewhat more attention and resources being paid uh, in the private sector to veterans. I just heard, for instance, this morning from a guest who's been on this show, Bruce Backenheimer, who directs the Entrepreneurship Lab at Pace University, that his Entrepreneurship Lab, which is based in New York, just got a $50,000 grant. Uh, from a the foundation of an investment firm called Blackstone, so it's called the Charitable Foundation of Blackstone, and they've actually earmarked three hundred thousand. So Pace was only just one of six groups that got uh, that 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 grant, and they are going to be underwriting a seven-week entrepreneurship boot camp at Pace. It's for men and women. So we would be interested in seeing what the percentages end up. But it's in New York City's tri-state area. And interestingly, Blackstone reacting and, and responding to the White House initiative to hire veterans has committed to hiring 50,000 veterans, across its portfolio of companies, so over a five-year period. And they've already done about 10,000 since they launched a year ago. So, Mache, I'm wondering, are you seeing, um, I was saying women are under the radar, and maybe women vets are, but th- we, we see certainly more... Attention being paid to the men, men who are coming out. Do you see this um, spilling over and helping women as well?
1: Oh, um, absolutely. As as a matter of fact, um, the V-Wise New York City that was uh, referenced in today's broadcast is again the tenth of, of numerous VY's that we've had, and we have our you know inaugural alumni conference coming up in San Antonio. Um, I do want to make your listenership aware that um, that San Antonio conference, uh, again, to uh, train women vets this time on Entrepreneurship 2.0, is going to be in San Antonio November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And following that, um, we will have VWISE New Orleans um, January 16th, 17th, and 18th in 2015 so the the training continues, and at the conclusion of each conference or actually each session, our participants are encouraged to fill out a survey so that we can um, gather program metrics and outcomes on the spot and um, consistently across the board, um, we have exceedingly high um, percentage ratings on the level of satisfaction regarding the overall experience for those, female veterans
0: those those are the women participating are you also seeing an uptick in the sponsors and the money and the profile for the organization obviously the show is in response to trying to do that and I learned about it so i'm'm I'm, I'm certainly an audience of one in terms of trying to give more um, expectation and profile to V wise but are you seeing that in the private sector, I know you have collected more sponsors in the last year or so. Private, private sector sponsors—is that right?
1: Certainly. Um, once again, uh, our conference is funded by the U.S. Small Business Administration, as well as um, we have our you know private sector partners. So we feel very fortunate in this
0: regard. And have you been seeing more private sponsors come in?
1: Um, we we have. Um, an active executive uh, leadership team who is uh, who continues to do a fantastic job um, soliciting sponsorship.
0: Right, I'm I'm sure that's the case. And how how are the conferences getting bigger? Do you see more women applying? Uh,
1: yes, a, a lot of this also depends on our our venue. Um, typically, we have attracted um, somewhere in the neighborhood of. 200 um, women veterans, more or less, for our conferences. But, you know, when we get to San Antonio this fall in November, um, we're pretty much um, um, taking over the, the entire property because these are the women vets who have attended uh, previous V-Wises, and they're hungry for more.
0: Oh, so these are graduates coming to this conference, and absolutely, yes, oh, that's, yes. that's That's terrific. why
1: we name it the um, the alumni national conference, right. and it is in fact the inaugural one. So we're going to um, attract all of the uh, female vets who've come through pre- previous V-Wises, and they will congregate in San Antonio this November. For, um, entrepreneurship t- uh,
0: 2.0 and of course San Antonio being a terrific place to attract military veterans and personnel so I'm wondering is that a kind of a fourth phase is that a, an expansion of the program by having this uh, debut for the graduates to come together will you have different programs there
1: absolutely bingo it um, uh, it, it is definitely viewed as an expansion
0: yeah, well, that's, that's terrific. So I'm wondering, Noel, if you had not uh, found that 60 minute segment and been through VWISE, would you have gone back to school? How would you have, uh, uh, I guess, negotiated the path towards starting a, an organization if you didn't have this opportunity? Where do you go otherwise?
2: Sure. Well, when I found, when I discovered VWISE, I had already um, incorporated, I already established my organization. Uh, what I probably would have done differently, I'm sure I pr- would have had a lot more struggles in terms of uh, ideas and how to move forward. I'm still struggling with, fi- with funding uh, for my further organization. Aren't we all? <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, so that's still a problem. But what it, the organization has provided, which is a very different, I think, probably just me doing it on my own, has been the support system where I can't say if I have a question I don't have an avenue um, to, reach t- uh, to reach to because they're always available uh either readily available you send an email you respond right away i have seriously it has been one of the best experiences um not just for as a veteran but in general in terms of their support system and um what they offer and the people they actually put you in contact and communications with so
0: the idea of a graduate program is kind of it's phenomenal yeah yeah. absolutely yeah um and, Michelle, what do you see for the organization going forward? Um, are you going to be, for instance, um, expanding outside Syracuse, or are you just going to be growing the lab at, in, and the program within the confines of the university and Whitman Management School? How does that work?
1: Well, B-Wise is, is what's the primary focus of today's uh, webcast or podcast, but we do have a number of other um, programs um, to help meet the needs of, of, of veterans. We have um, entrepreneurship boot camp for veterans with disabilities, entrepreneurship boot camp for veterans' family members, um, family members of wounded vets who uh, wish to start a business or they are assisting a wounded vet, vet in the creation of their venture. We have um, um, sister um, programs around the country um, similar to entrepreneurship boot camp, and we also have an, a national alumni conference for um, for entrepreneurs. So, um, and I should also add because we started off this discussion about employment that we do have um, employment assistance within IVMF for um, veterans who. Um, um, return stateside, and perhaps they've decided for whatever reason entrepreneurship is not for them. So um, um, IVMF helps them to um, seek not just any job, but a job that's suited to their skill set. And pardon me for failing to mention the eligibility um, for We Life because this is extraordinarily important, but it is, again, open to all female veterans active duty female service members and female partners and spouses of active service members and veterans who share the goal of launching and growing a sustainable business venture and um, last but most certainly not least they may be from any branch of the military and any era of service.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you repeated that. I had said that at the outset, but it bears uh, it bears emphasizing since it's really unusual. Just in the few minutes we have left, Noel, where are you going to go with this organization, and um, and are you missing the army?
2: Uh, <laughs> my apologies, but I am absolutely not missing the army. I'm happy that I served in the military. I learned a lot, and I've grown from that. But I served. I'm happy to move forward uh to move um, beyond that and where am i going with the organization the sky is the limit my goal is to truly use this organization uh, to establish the arts and to bring different artists from all over the
0: world and to present their artwork um, locally and internationally you might actually think about bringing in partners that who are i would wise graduates as well too. absolutely yeah. so i am always looking for partners yeah. with, for the organization so aside from that, um, just to sum up a little bit, aside from that SBA study I mentioned where it says that veterans are at least 45% more likely than those with no active duty and military experience to be self-employed, the U.S. Census reports that Americans with disabilities are, are more than twice as likely as the general population to own their own businesses. So obviously entrepreneurship and veterans right. is like uh, a, a real fit. Um, to date, I just want to say, since it hasn't come up, that more than 300 women have been VY's participants and actually counting and growing. And as uh, Mache said, 6 out of 10 of the graduates have started a business or say that the program has had a positive impact on, on their business. Um, thanks so much to Noelle Carabim and her Les Artistes Cherabim organization, and to Michelle Brooks Rowling at VWISE um, for being here. I so appreciate all your um, all your input. Next week we're going to be talking about TechSpeak with Nelly Yusupova, Chief Technology Officer of Web Girls. Please join us July ten on talkingalternative.com.
3: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
5: That's 212 721 8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people.
3: Hi, I'm Austin Marola. And I'm Sloan Wainwright. We're the hosts of the new Thursday morning show, The Music Power Power Hour. At 11 a.m. We're going to have fun. And shine the light on all aspects of music. And its limitless healing possibilities. We're going to invite artists to share their songs and play live. We'll be listening and talking about great music from yesterday to today. So you're invited to share in our musical conversation. Your ears will be delighted with the sound of music. And their voices. Join Austin. And Sloan. 11am on talkingalternative.com You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com Now broadcasting 24 hours a day Talking Alternative
4: Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com.
5: Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at two one two seven two one eight one eight three. That's two one two seven two one eight one eight three. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you.
3: TalkingAlternative.com.